0: This episode of Angular Air is sponsored by Auth0, authentication made simple for developers. Modern authentication and identity can be hard, but Auth0 makes it easy. With Auth0, you can enable login with any social provider, have multi-factor authentication, single sign-on, and passwordless login all at the flip of a switch. Find out how to add authentication to your Angular 1 or 2 app in under 10 minutes at Auth0.com forward slash Angular.
1: Hello, and welcome to Angular Air. I am here for a very special episode today. I'm the host of Angular Air. And on our panel today, we have the ever elusive and ever mysterious Patrick Stapleton. Hello. Welcome, Patrick, after your hiatus. (laughs) Uh, And Olivier Combe. Hey, guys. Also joining us shortly will be Justin Schwartzberger. Uh, He's getting on the Hangout now. But we are extremely happy to have our esteemed guests, Misco Hevery and Rob Wormall.
2: How's it going? How's it going? Are we
1: esteemed then? What's
3: that? I know uh, we are on a steam, right? We, we yeah, I think we steam. we are steamed. That's We're good. steamed like broccoli. We're <laughs> steamed.
1: Have you guys on the show today for a super special discussion to talk about? The big Angular two release! Yay! Yeah. Am I the only one returning? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I said, hey, yeah!
4: Well, I think they're supposed to say that it's release. You you sold the thunder, oh. you know. You stole the N- you stole the ng yeah. thunder. It's like
1: <laughs> so that's a great. Topic. Okay, wait, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay, wait, 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 I'll edit that out. So okay, um, actually, no, we, we do we we don't ever edit. So. Okay, so let's cool. just do that. We just do it live. All right. <clears throat> um Hey Mishko and Rob, how you guys doing? What what's been
3: happening? Oh, it's wonderful over here. Uh, I think we're going to release. What do you
2: think, Rob? I think it's time. I think it's about it's time, time.
3: Yeah. So
2: we're going to do that. We're going to Are you guys out. saying Native 2 is ready?
3: Yes. It's ready. Yes.
2: It's ready. It's baked. It's done. It's
4: 2.0.0. Oh man. It's been so long.
2: <laughs> it's, how long has it been? I can't count that long. Uh, I think it's been two years, I think. Yeah. It was before the job that I had before this job. So three jobs for
1: me. Well, well, that, Rob, you know, like, honestly, that doesn't count for anything. Else. Before uh, the Angular team, didn't you like switch jobs like every like month or so? It
2: was more like every six weeks, but
1: yeah. So... Do so <laughs> have a
2: name?
5: A name for the official 2.0 release? Yeah,
2: we do. Um, I cannot pronounce it. <laughs> we we wrote it down because we it's very hard to pronounce. Uh, Pre <laughs> We're gonna bring our, we're our, our 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 boss here. What's and the,
6: the official release name is Proprioception reinforcement, which kind of makes you like Spider-Man if you think in like super heroic. You know, framework tendencies.
2: Proprioception
6: reinforcement. reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: going to I have to think about that one a little bit. i to think about that one a little bit, but it sounds actually like a pretty awesome name. Can you use Very it? appropriate.
3: I think they, she, they missed Spider-Man it.
6: Spider Man has awesome proprioception reinforcement.
3: <laughs> well, who's reinforcing his proprioception? No, who gave Spider-Man his powers? Like, this Spiders. is pretty so means, means That you're awesome at, like, knowing where you are, and so therefore reinforcing the thing that you're already awesome on, that's like a double, I don't know, double positive. Double positive. What's, What's wrong better with than having better a double
2: positive? positive? Better than I, don't a double negative. I
7: don't know. I don't know. So wait, is that where the red and blue colors come from? Spider-Man?
2: Reinforcement? Yes.
7: Oh, that makes sense, now.
8: Obviously.
2: Clearly.
7: Clearly.
4: Colors? What color? So, our, our logo color.
3: We have blue in our logo color?
6: They're talking about Spider Man. Can you guys not track <laughs> all
3: the site. Sorry, sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, yes, that's true. And Superman, too. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Carry on. Next <laughs> um, yeah. question. I have a question. Everybody in the panel, the. Does-
3: you know, it's kind of a problem when the moderator is cutting in and out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I guess I guess I'll just jump in since uh, Jeff is cutting in and out. Okay. So what is what is the most proud like feature or thing of Angular Two that you guys have been developing or developed? Like in the, in the time span of two years, like what's what is the I, thing uh, that makes you proud? So like, yeah, we got that in.
3: The, the most amazing thing is the
4: fact that we're releasing it. Ooh, <laughs> the whole thing. That's you a really, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. It's, I'm so proud of the one feature, the feature that makes everything, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole
2: thing.
3: Part of everything. It's all amazing. Uh, but let's see. So there's a lot of things that are amazing in there. Um, within the ahead-of-time compilation, it's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, the fact that we can statically analyze everything and we have some amazing tools lined up to be able to look at our templates and give you awesome completions and just everything you really expect from a from a top-notch uh, development environment is is possible now in Angular. Uh, the change detection speed up are pretty impressive. The fact that we can actually mix and have both uh, dirty checking and you know the reactive style change detection. So if you're a hipster, you can definitely go that route as well. Uh, all of those things are covered. <laughs>
2: So I'm going to be a hipster. I'm going to say I'm most proud of uh, like the observable stuff. I think that this whole reactive programming thing. I think it's going to be really big. I think it's pretty cool that that Angular is one of the teams pushing that forward. So that makes me a hipster, I suppose. But you are a hipster. Man. That's okay.
4: Nice. Nice. Cool. So just like <laughs> cool. So is Angular two a hipster framework or is it framework for enterprise? Uh, well, is that... It's both. It's I think
3: fun. that's the cool part about it. Is that okay? Um. Whatever you choose, uh, Angular was designed in in your frame set of, uh, mindset in mind. Angular can be
2: anything you want it to be.
4: Okay, interesting. So what? Um, so what's the what's the timeline look for Angular two after release? Like, it's out. Like, what do we? What happens now? We don't know anymore. It's just like you got to fill us in. There's
3: lots of things in store for after final. Uh, I mean, we're just gonna make lots of stuff better, like animation. We have lots of stuff lined up for uh, interactive animations, et cetera. Uh, we have things lined up for having even smaller binaries and faster startup times. Uh, so, uh, sky's the limit as to what can come next.
2: So, the, some of the, the platform know. stuff, so like universal and web workers, and all the sort of beyond the browser stuff. I think we we go back and have a much closer look at that as we as we move forward as well.
4: Cool, so you released the Angular 2 framework, which is great for enterprise and hipsters. And in the future, you're going like, to expand out, and it's going to be a super, super heroic framework. Uh, That's right. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So for um, example,
3: web workers right now are still labeled as experimental, uh, but the core of the framework is, is, uh, is set. So we'll bring the web workers into spotlight and, uh, and just expand uh, in those directions.
5: Cool. What was your focus for the last three days? Uh, did you work on something specific that you wanted to to do before the release?
2: I think I think RC six. The main thing was like take out all of the sort of legacy stuff that had been laying around right over the past two years of development to so just make sure that we have a, a clean, stable API. Um, and then also making sure that like uh, the AOT code gen was nice and easy to use, and I18n was the other big thing that came in at the end there. So those two, I18n and, and uh, AOT, and making them work reliably, for sure, I think were the biggest focuses. I
3: think people just underestimate the amount of cleanup work is required yeah. to,
2: uh, to ship something. It's like you haven't, we haven't what was it for two years, and then you have to tidy your room after two years. I don't know years. about
3: your bedroom. Speak for yourself. But <laughs> yes,
2: it's a lot of work.
7: What was the thing that didn't make it in that you wish would have made it in?
2: Hmm. I, I can, like, the one that I really want is uh, the reactive observable view stuff. Um, and I think that there's a lot of those little things that, like, we we think it's a good idea, right? But I think that one of the things we want to see is what patterns people start to use when we go 2.0.0, right? So there's a couple of things with... With observables that I really want to put in, but I'm not sure how to do them yet. I'm not sure how people would use them yet. So I think there's some, uh, there's just some things we want to watch people for the next kind of couple version dots and see where we go and see what patterns emerge and then start thinking about the new stuff. Anything you really missed?
3: Um, No, I think we were just focusing on the core because we wanted to make sure that the core of it is something that we can uh, call uh, done final and we won't have to change in the near future. So we're, I'm really proud of the way the core turned out. So lots of stuff is now going to be able to be built on top of the core of
6: it.
2: I think, I, I, I think that's, that's the most exciting thing, is now that we've got a, a sort of a final 2.0 API, people can start building their own abstractions, their own frameworks, their own view managers, their own routers, all this stuff that was in NG1 that people you know were building on top of the Angular 1 foundations. That's what I'm most excited to see about Angular 2 this new stuff
5: starts to come out. So are you guys starting to use release um, release with uh,
3: Semver? we like to talk about this. <laughs> yeah,
2: we can talk
7: about
3: this. Yeah, I think it was decided that we will be heading Semver uh, direction. Uh, so yeah, expect uh, Angular 49 pretty soon.
4: <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so right. Angular 3 will be released like, uh, three months for now. Angular awesome. 3
2: will, will be a thing, for sure. Wait, a does a panda bear, just... what? <laughs>
7: What's up, <Baby>. guys?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know any
7: enterprise for you, panda? did you?
2: It's uh, it's a it's a framework for panda bears as well. So enterprise <laughs> and panda bears. We
6: all know how much enterprise loves pandas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a lot of work in China.
6: Yes, that is something we should actually
1: We're going to take a quick break to hear about ThoughtRam.
0: ThoughtRam. Extend your memory. Want to get up and running with the Angular framework, but don't have the time to read through all the documentation and tutorials on the internet? ThoughtRam's Angular Masterclass may be perfect for you. Check it out today at thoughtram.io forward slash training. Welcome back. Let's pick it up where we left off. It's like... Now
1: that least is here, I feel like the like years was for like sorry Deb, but you're still kicking out. And uh, I'll let you guys. uh if you want to go to the next.
2: Like, who's yeah. the-
4: I think the panda is the moderator. No. Um, so now, now that Angular 2 is released, can you talk more about the CLI and that, and that development and like ways to get involved with Angular, how to jump in really fast? Like, uh, can you talk more about that?
2: So uh, CLI, I think, as everybody knows, uh, recently moved to Webpack, uh, which I think was a big deal just because there's a whole community of stuff, right? So I think that the CLI will continue to grow on Webpack, right? Um, I'm, at the moment, actually writing uh, our AOT plugin for Webpack to make all that kind of work. Um, so it's all nice and seamless. Um, and I expect, again, like it's that kind of thing where we have a pretty good idea of of what the basics people need are, right? They need a build tool. They need a CSS tool, whatever. But again, we don't really know yet where people will go with the CLI, right? So one of the things we're being careful to do is, is design in extensibility into that, and we'll have a sort of a plug-in, add-in ecosystem that we'll build up for that. Um, but in general, right? Like I think that we, we've got the, the basic necessities in the CLI, and we'll see what people start asking for, what they start wanting and needing out of their projects, right? Um, Things like lazy loading and stuff that we want to get into is is letting the CLI do things like precaching when you're routing, right? So if you're routing, you can go ahead and optimistically load pages so they're even faster for lazy loading, Um, and all that kind of stuff, right? We want to see where the patterns emerge, what kind of apps people start building, where they start to see things that could be better, and we'll start baking that stuff and feeding it back into the CLI.
7: So if I'm ready to start building my app right now uh, using the release, would you recommend I go with the CLI as my build scenario and start from there, or um, what should I you think, do? I on?
2: think it's, it's a good question, and I think that for a lot of developers, especially those who are new to, you know, bundling and modules and this entire sort of ES ecosystem, that I think uh, the CLI is, is a perfect tool, right, because you just download it, you, you run a command, and you get an app ready to go. Um, that's not to say, though, if you're an expert or you, you, know, you prefer Gulp or Webpack or System.js or whatever, or whatever the next hipster build tool is, right? Um, that's a totally legit way of doing things as well, right? So we want to give people the option of, you know, we have an easy out-of-the-box solution, and I think for a lot of people that's great. Um, but we also want to be clear that there's nothing about Angular that requires the CLI, right? Um, so if, you, if you're more advanced, there's stuff you want to do, you want to have crazy, wacky build systems, then that's something you can totally do as well. Should I, you know,
9: as someone that's using Webpack, uh, is there some advantages to migrating to the CLI that I might get um, that I can't get from, you know, just using basic Webpack now?
2: I think a big one is is less the build tool. So in, in the CLI we use Webpack primarily just for build, right? Um, but the CLI is not just build; it does things like test scaffolding and running your tests and code generation and stuff like that. And those are those are useful things, right? So. That's, I guess, the level above Webpack. Um, as well, though, so I'm writing, as I said, like the a- ahead of time compilation plugin. Um, that's not going to be specific to CLI, that's just a Webpack plugin. So it should work in any Webpack environment you want to put it into.
9: Very cool.
5: So what size is the team working on Angular 2 and compared
3: to Angular 1? What do we have now? 15 to 20 people that are full time. We have about four rows. So, yeah.
6: So, we have about 20 core engineers that are Google employees. And then, of course, we've got numerous external contributors that are contributing to everything from Universal to the CLI, all that stuff.
2: There's about 20 on core, split across four teams. What? Mobile, Um, Material, Core, and TypeScript. Yep.
9: So how, many did, on, how, many how many did,
7: that did one? Angular
3: 1 have? Less. Uh Way less. Uh, <laughs> probably like five. Really? Yeah, it was more. Way smaller. I mean, you got to keep in mind, right, that that Angular 1 really was a framework part. Angular 2 is more of a platform, right? Angular 1 really just did the framework part and they let the community do everything else. With Angular 2, we are... Trying to bite off a lot bigger pie, <laughs> including you know uh, widgets, material uh, components, uh, rendering to multiple platforms, and so on. Uh, plus, you know of is a of compilation is a little bit more complicated, requires a little more code yeah. than uh, just in time.
5: So, are you using Angular two in production apps at Google?
3: Yes, we are. So the biggest one is obviously the AdWords, which we have talked to in the past. Uh, Jules, you might have some more.
6: Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Actually, I don't know that I'm allowed to tell you exactly which products outside of AdWords are using Angular 2, but we do have a couple of other internal customers using Angular 2. So I shouldn't say that because I'm not sure that I'm allowed to. I know
3: to. Um, yeah, Brad mentioned many times that the Green Tea.
6: Green is Tea is our internal CRM great. system. So like the Salesforce that's made specifically for Google is also on Angular 2.
3: And um, Google Fiber in, is also on Angular 2 as well.
6: And that's a public website. So we can see so you knew them all you didn't <laughs> just, need me. I,
3: I just thought you would know more than I would <laughs> you can do, our, you can just do
6: our jobs instead. Fine. And then we so, have, yeah. so we also have a list of enterprise customers that we're aware of that are already moving to Angular 2. But again, you know, we didn't ask permission to talk about them other than the ones that you guys saw at ng like Capital One and NPR has a mobile app that's built on Angular 2 and the Weather Channel is using Angular 2. We've also heard from Tesla that their uh, new websites in Angular 2 um, and a number of other really big companies that have already embraced it.
2: And there's definitely a couple of big properties inside of Google that we can't talk about yet yeah. that at some point <laughs> we'll be able to, but you'll you'll have heard of them, so. Yeah, Lucid. Somebody's pointing out. Oh, yeah. As also at NGConf. That's true.
6: Yes, Lucid Trust was also at NGConf, and they have a great story that you'll actually hear uh, a little bit more about what they've learned through uh, using Angular Two at Angular Connect. So they will again be in the keynote to talk a little bit about what they've seen from a performance perspective, um, and give some actual numbers out there.
1: So do you guys see Angular Two as more wise? Then then startups?
2: I think th- I think so just so I'm clear, the question was do we see Angular two more for enterprise than startups? Was that the question no. you asked? No. And the answer yeah, is I no. Mean, that was the
6: question. Yeah. I mean I think if, you know, at least in terms of what Rob and I do externally to Google and being developer advocates, when I set our priorities as a team, it is equally split between between what <laughs> between what I call the hipster startups and the large enterprises, right? And they have two unique sets of problems that we need to address. And uh, I think Angular 2 fits for both of them. We are aware of a number of startups. Um, I'm trying to be a little sensitive to that, just naming a bunch of customers without asking their permission to name them. Um, But we are aware of a few uh, out there already using Angular
2: 2. I think think it's, it's one of those, the thing about Angular 2, I think, is that we retained a lot of the the really nice sort of I don't know declarative stuff in Angular One, right? A lot of the stuff that people like in Angular One, um, but in a lot in Angular Two, we've taken care that like the stuff that you like is scalable. And I think that that's the yes. big thing, right? It's that stuff that was not sort of previously scalable in two or in one. So that's like compiling everything dynamically, right? Like doesn't scale in a huge application. We can do that in <laughs> AOT, so that does scale, right? So you can start as your hipster. Your are sort of startup, and then when you get your massive, you know, Series C seed funding in, you go public, and you can keep using it, and everything works.
6: And here's something else you guys might find interesting, at least about the adoption of Angular two is uh, you might have recently noticed that we uh, deployed our website in Chinese. And you might wonder why that was our first, uh, you know, internationalization, if you will, and that included all of the support documents. And the reason that we did that is that we found a huge number of Chinese startups and really large enterprises, in fact, the top three largest enterprises in China are all on Angular and some of those are on Angular 2 already. Um, So if you think about the biggest company in China right now, which is probably all on top of your minds, uh, they're embracing Angular 2. And so we hired a developer advocate out there. We've hired a GDE out there. We're going to do a big Chinese uh, roadshow in December um, because we're seeing a lot of traction out there with their startups.
1: Nice. Uh,
8: Sweet. I got a question. Uh, So are there any really awesome, amazing features that you guys wish you would have got in uh, but didn't really make the cut? I'm sure there's something. They already asked you that question. They, yeah. Oh, they did. Oh, they already asked. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Hey, sorry. This uh, is a really popular question. I Should <laughs> remember my answer
9: to make sure I don't talk
7: myself. Maybe, maybe right. we'll get a different answer out of them this time.
8: Yeah, if you ask the same question, you might get a different answer, right? Yeah.
7: Like, uh, you know, uh, there okay. is, um,
3: if there were more time, you know, obviously, uh, the, the the game. What we're trying to do is to make sure that the core was stable, right? that we could always add another feature to animations or to internationalization or uh, add web works, et cetera. Uh, But we wanted to make sure that the core wouldn't have to change. And so the biggest focus really was about stabilizing the core API and make sure that we could do everything. And there, the the driving factor really was the ahead of time compilation. Um, Once we got that uh, in place, uh, we feel very confident that we can now grow the feature set over time. So what you will see is that, uh, amazing stuff will be coming to Angular too, both in terms of, you know, core capabilities like animations and interactions and just really being able to build apps uh, on par with native and also being able to target native things, not just necessarily just DOM views like, uh, you know, Ionic versus native script and so on. So I, I think the sky really is the limit of what we can do. Um, the, the key to the whole thing really was making sure that the core was capable of handling
2: all this stuff. And I think even even inside of the core, like aside from features, there's a huge amount of further room for optimization, I think, in terms yeah. of how we generate code, right? we'll We'll start watching. we'll start looking at metrics. We'll start as people start to use the framework more and more, we can start tweaking, right? We can start tweaking and per, uh, improving performance here and there. And I think that's the really cool thing about AOT in general, right is that, What we wanted to make sure is that when you write Angular applications today, right, like you're going to write an Angular app, Angular is going to sort of ingest it and translate it or whatever, and it's going to spit out new code. I think the cool thing about that is that you can keep your code the same, and as we as we improve the underlying framework, right, your ng4s will get faster, your NGFs will get faster without rewriting code. And I think that's the most interesting thing about this this sort of layer we've got in here, right?
3: So um, stop me if I'm getting too deep, Um, but so, for example, the we have an actual compiler pipeline uh, in the system, and currently it's really just generating the most naive uh, code out there just so we can kind of build it. But it turns out that even with the naive code, like we have already gotten the size down and the speed is way up. But now imagine what we could do if we into the pipeline add optimizations, right? This is your uh, Gcc dash o, whatever five or whatever the flag is. Uh, in a command line, right? And so over time, what you will see is a lot more of these things will happen. Now, in order for these things to happen, a couple of things have to be true. One is that uh, as much of the system is to be declarative as possible so that we have the freedom internally to rearrange the way things work, right? Um, and, and so a lot of push of Angular 2 was around that, about how do we make as much of it as possible declarative and the API surface as... As far away from the internals of what's happening. The other thing, for example, we do is that when the AOT is happening, we make sure that the AOT is the last step in a chain, right? So it's not that the uh, uh, component authors pre-compile their code. Rather, we, we ship the component author's source code, and then we compile it as a very, very end step. And as a result, we can do optimizations in the future that wouldn't be possible otherwise. And so as you are revving your version of Angular that you're using, uh, you're not only making your application faster, but also the third-party components that you'd be happy to be using as well. And so there's a lot of, a lot of ways where we could take this. Um, and I know I'm kind of getting geeked out over here on, on the internals of, of how the, this stuff works, but I, I really feel very, very happy as to as the internal state of what, what we have in there. and and it, while it's not something that we can necessarily show today, it is something that will give us dividends over many, many uh, years to come.
2: I think as, as the underlying platform improves, right the browser platform is, as APIs come out, as we see new things we can take advantage of, right, then we have the ability there to, to plug into those things so.
7: So, you know, as we know, uh, with great power comes great responsibility, right? And this new platform release has a lot of power with it. Uh, Do you guys have any plans for uh, recommendations or patterns or practices for things like uh, when do we ng-module things? Uh, Are we going to do redux patterns, stuff like that? Are you going to kind of leave that up to the community for a while and have them drive it? So we
2: have a style guide, um, and so I, I think that, like, we have the style guide, I think we've learned as much as we can, I think, initially from that, right? But I think the other thing is that this is all new to a lot of people, right? And not just JS modules and the S6 and all of this stuff being new, right? But how you use Angular 2, how you use modules, now that you have the separation between the platform and your app, right? Now that you have the ability to do web workers, now that you have all these different capabilities, it's hard, I think, for us to say this is the right way, right? Like, we want to enable people to choose, right? And I think that like in Angular, one it took a little bit of time to come up with these best practices. Right, people will experiment, people will learn, and these things will coalesce. Right, so we have some ideas to think of where people should start, um, but we're definitely excited to see like where the community start to feed this stuff back to us. Right, where does it make sense to, to split ng modules out? Um, you know, where does it sense make sense to do lazy loading? All of these things, right, we'll see from people starting to build more and more applications with them. And that part of my job as, as a developer advocate is is when we get that feedback to feed it back into the core team so that we can bake these patterns in. Right.
4: I'm trying to unmute. Okay. Hello.
9: I'm just curious when you're going to send uh, Rob to help me upgrade my app.
2: <laughs> so that's, what's the upgrade that path? Uh, that it... that I changed every six months. That's, that's what <laughs> <laughs> When is uh? What's the upgrade
9: path for everyone? Like uh, you know, I've got a big Angular One app. You know, how am I gonna? Right. So we had the, the, uh, the upgrade and module, and what that allows you to do
3: today is to mix. Uh, Angular 1 and Angular 2 together on a single uh, web page. Uh, currently, both of them are in what we call JIT mode, uh, where every, all the compilation happens in the, in the client. We are uh, debating and, and looking into the possibility of enabling at least Angular 2 to be in, in AOT mode and then Angular 1. Obviously, we'll have to stay in a JIT mode. And so uh, the, the upgrade story is really the ability to upgrade your application one component at a time.
2: Uh, and bring it into the Angular 2 world. And, and I think to be perfectly frank, like we made this fairly significant ng modules change six weeks ago now, eight weeks ago now, or so. Um, and I think that modules is a thing. Bring Angular 2 probably a lot closer to Angular 1 in the way you think about them, right? We had Angular modules, and Angular 2 modules. Um, and I think that we didn't have that idea when the first iterations of upgrade were built, right? Like modules, ng modules for Angular 2 were not a thing when we built them.
3: Uh, well, so Angular 1 has modules. Uh, I, I think uh, the modules really are kind of a secondary problem. right? The, the, the real problem we want to solve is to make sure that you can embed Angular 1 components in of Angular 2 and vice versa, and also that the injectors are uh, um, patched so that mm-hmm. one can inject from the other. And provided that you can do that, um, you should be able to build an app that, that's mixed mode. For sure. uh, and so people are out there already who are succeeding. So over, over time, I think we're going to get better at it. Yep. Um, but I think that what we even have today is totally doable.
2: Yeah, and I think so. I think after we go to 2.0.0, then part of my list of things to do after that is to go back and look at upgrade, right, and to to look at that future path, right, to see how we start to align these two even closer. It's been really difficult, I think, to sort of say, this is the way we'll do it until we have the final APIs, right? Like that's, it's very hard of the moving target to, to say this is mm-hmm. what we'll do. And I think now that we have these final targets, so I think we can go back and look at upgrade mm-hmm. and make it even better. The router in Angular two is really
9: awesome. Um, you know, as yeah, someone that's I, using, I, I to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Angular one, you know, how do I use the new router with that upgrade
2: plan? So we've we've talked about this a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, so you can
3: use the new new router. Uh, obviously, the new router can only route to Angular two components. Uh, but there's no reason why you cannot embed Angular one components out of that Angular two component that you routed into. Uh, so, so that is the, the strategy today. Uh, going forward, uh, we can explore to see if we can directly load Angular One component. I don't think it should be that difficult to do. Um, it's it's, it's uh, one of those data releases that we'll probably do in the future.
2: And I think the other thing to mention, just so we're clear, right, is that I think there's a fair portion of Angular One apps out in the world that are using UI Router, right? Like I think that's. From everybody that I've spoken to over the years, I think it's probably the winner in terms of Angular One routers. And Chris has been really good, uh, and I've been talking to Chris, and he's been talking to all kinds of people about making sure that UI Router works in two. He's got UI Router working with NG Modules. It's a really slick integration. So I'm pretty excited to see again now that we have a final API where Chris goes with UI Router, right? And we'll definitely be supporting him on that as as we go.
9: Yep. I'm actually using UI Router with Angular One and Angular Two. It, it works really well. So. Um... Yeah, I would highly recommend it. Our, our lights are going out. <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay. Just got yeah. a little bit Yeah. Yeah, um, Jeff wanted to ask, uh, what is your view convention, uh, your view on convention about configuration for Angular 2?
3: So, <laughs> sure, uh, in general, I'm a fan of uh, uh, convention over configuration. The thing is um, that that certain uh, frameworks have a little bit more of an advantage of it than others. So if you wanted to, a long time ago, we made a decision that when you write an application, whether you run it in a JIT mode or in a ahead of time compiled mode, the application should be written the same exact way and it should behave the same exact way. right? And that puts a limit to what kind of a, a configuration, uh, Sorry. Uh, conventional configuration you can do because it prevents, uh, you know, the browser cannot like dynamically discover, like, what is around me? Let me poke on some random URL, see if I get 404s, four right? That doesn't fly. And so to, to a large degree, that is the limit uh, to what we can do because we made that choice.
2: And I think on a, on a personal note, this is probably kind of controversial to say on a, on a podcast for web developers, right, that I think that we've had – over the years, we've got a huge amount of input in terms of developer ergonomics, right? I think that Angular 1 was really good at that. I think React is pretty good at that. Um, but I think that one of the big things for us has been, like, your users. And when I say users, I mean the people who are consuming your applications, I think, are the most important clients, right? So for us, our, I think our primary thing from the very, very beginning was making it fast, making it efficient making all these things possible, right? And then I think conventions are something we can add later, right? But it's very difficult to go change the underlying architecture to make it fast after the fact.
3: Right, right you can always add sugar to this stuff to make it more delicious, sure. right? Uh, but, you know, if you don't have the right bones at the center of
2: it, like, it doesn't work. And I, I think there's some there's some really, really awesome conventions I think we can, we can get into uh, as we go along. And I think that that's where we'll start to see extensibility in Angular, right? So being able to override the compiler, being able to tinker with these things, right? It's not easy right now. We don't have API services for these things. Um, and again, this is, we want to see how people are using the framework, see what patterns emerge, and then we'll go back and look at putting in extensive APIs into compiler pipelines and things like that.
3: And I, I think there's examples of this, like prior art of this. So for example, we started off when we said we wanted to have a, uni, for a unidirectional data flow, right? From the top to the bottom. And that meant that uh, two-way data binding was kind of tricky. And there was a huge uproar. And in the end of it, it just came, we just added the banana in a box syntax, right? I mean, if you look at the amount of code it took to add banana in a box, it was a trivial amount of stuff, right? But the thing is, if we started with this idea of, like, now everything is bidirectional, we would have prevented ourselves from ever having this efficient way of, of pushing data down to the client, right? And so my philosophy has always been, you start with the core principles of, you know, how do you make it efficient first, uh, make it work properly, and then later on you go back and say, okay, now how do I make it more palatable by adding things like I'm in the box or... I'm sure there was other examples of, of this thing that happened in the past. Well,
2: component, uh, right. you know, components
3: and NG models and so on, right? Like, all of these things can be added later on. Um, but if you don't get the basic core principles correct, um, you will struggle all throughout. So so our philosophy has always been, like, start with the core. Even if it's complicated, you know, there's a joke over here that's computer science-y. Uh, we can always add the, the stuff to it later to make it uh, palatable. But if you, you just make, can't do it from the other way around. Make it sweeter, it's
2: already palatable. Sure, make it, make it sweeter, sweeter.
3: sweeter,
7: yeah. <laughs> I think Could that's one the positive name. thing that as we look back in retrospect on this journey that everybody's taken, right? And we see that, like, from the very beginning, your focus was on this performance and this, you know, like you said, the end user of this stuff is gonna use this app. And along the journey, we dealt with stuff from a developer standpoint that we had to struggle with, the changes and stuff like that. But ultimately, that other mission was there from the very beginning. And now, as we get in this release and we get these apps out there in the wild, I think we're going to see the fruits of that labor and it's going to be really nice. And, and like you said, uh, as we go along, the development experience, all these things for us as developers will get better, right? Yes. Uh, but ultimately, the, the, the buyer of our products are, are going to benefit because you made that decision early on.
2: Yes. And there's, you know, there's. Tens of thousands of times more developers developing with Angular than there are developing Angular, right? So I think that the conventions, the sugar stuff, the good ideas will come from the community as well, right? People will start to feed back in and say, "Hey, I do this ten times a day. Why can't I do this one time, one time sure. a day?" Right?
5: Yeah. Talking about that, uh, Patrick has been written a lot of uh, uh, modules and plugins for Webpack, making all of that work much better. He's um, been a huge help for the community. So, yeah, there's definitely something that we can do um, on our own if we want.
2: So, like Patrick's, uh, what's it called, conventions loader or something along those lines, right? I think is that's the sort of thing, I think, that that we would like to, I would like to bake into one day, right? But again, because we have these restrictions, it's got to run in JIT and it's got to run uh, in AOT mode, right? Like, we have these restrictions that we have to have in place initially, and then it's totally legit for the Patricks of the world to go and put the conventions on top, right? And I think that if we decide that everybody likes that convention and it works for everybody and it doesn't break our rules, then we can sort of bring that back into the core of the framework. You
3: know, and it, it could be that we will later discover that everybody's doing AOT and nobody's doing JIT, and so we can sure. like drop that, right? But I'm not ready to make the decision at this point. Um, so this is why we have this rule that, like, it has to work the same way in both.
5: Yeah, I get it. So... Um... Are you guys excited to come to Angular Connect and meet the fam and say, hey,
2: it's done? You can use it now. I, you don't have to the question. I'm going to go to Angular Connect, and nobody's going to ask me yes. when of the Angular is <laughs> going to come out. And yeah, I don't have to they, say but, but,
9: but they could
6: ask you when Angular 3 is going to
2: come out. That's true. And I can start saying <laughs> soon again, right? So. Sweet. Yeah, so we're pretty excited to go out and be able to say to people, it's done. Go build your cool stuff and really get some feedback on people who've been using it up until this point and see where to go next,
3: right? And just to be clear, you know, like, um, with Semware, we'll probably hit Angular 3 and 30 and 50 pretty soon. Um, but, like, Angular as in the total rewrite of Angular the 3rd is not going to happen. I am not doing it. We're not doing that. I'm not doing it. I'm done. Not doing that.
7: <laughs> All right. You heard it here. You heard it here. All right.
3: Uh, and for for a couple of reasons, like first, um, I, I really feel very very excited about like the the, the core, um, what we have going in the core, like the capabilities we have, and specifically how we're lined up for future uh, possibilities. Um, and so I don't really see a need to to do these. Uh, I mean, it is uh, kind of the third iteration of Angular, right? There was. AngularJS, there was the Angular Dart, which happened. I'm not sure that many people noticed that. And then this is really Angular 2. It's really almost the third iteration of it. So I feel like we've gone through this enough times that, that I'm pretty confident that we got the core of this stuff correct.
2: We've become exceedingly efficient at it, as
3: they would say. Yes, so. we've become exceedingly efficient at
2: it. <laughs> the core of it.
7: All right, well, I think we're getting uh, time to close up here. So anybody got any last questions? Hit these guys up for?
8: Yeah, I got one. So if I'm a startup with you know, engineers between 5 and 15, uh, what are your three reasons of why I should use Angular 2 for our project?
3: Uh, the, the first one I, is, the, is TypeScript, man. I love TypeScript. Uh, it's all the power of JavaScript, right? Like, we're not asking you to unlearn anything that you know about JavaScript. We're just giving you better tools so that um, people can communicate better, right? Literally, if you have a huge number of engineers, even if you have more than one, right? You already have the problem that you have to communicate between each other, and what TypeScript allows you to do is give names to things. You know, so instead of saying this and that and the other thing, right? You actually have proper names that you all agree on, and the compiler agrees on, and, and you all um, go with it. And, and it's, it's it's formal set of rules by which you can validate against. I think that, that is absolutely huge, um, and obviously the Angular two itself is very declarative. It's very toolable. So while maybe all of these features are not uh, available today, but like very soon, I, I see this world in which uh, the 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 ecosystem, the tools, the tool, uh, the IDE authors, and the, the tools that come from right, all are going to be be possible because. Angular 2 is so declarative and and so localized in reasoning right? that any tool can, it doesn't have to look at it globally as what's going on, but the tool can just look at an individual file and say, I understand this file, and I can be useful and provide useful things. And so I think a lot of things will come in in that particular flavor. So tooling, uh, it's really just tooling, tooling, and tooling.
2: Tooling, And then Perf, I think, is the other one, right? Performance, yeah. It's fast today. It's insanely fast today, and it's only going to get faster. And it's only going to get faster as the web gets faster. Um and I think that, that that to me is the most exciting thing under the hood, right? Is that we have this this distinction, this abstraction layer that you can write an app, you don't have to worry about changing the underlying guts of it, right? And as the platform evolves, we'll just keep making it faster and faster and faster. Mm-hmm. Like so Shadow, I have Shadow DOM is a good example of that, right? Like Shadow DOM, you can turn it on today, um, but we can we can fake it for you if you don't if we don't have it, right? And then the day that Shadow DOM's everywhere, you can turn it off and it just works, right? And I think we'll see more and more and more of that in the framework.
1: We're gonna break for a moment for a message from Angular Class.
0: This episode of Angular Air is sponsored by Angular Class. If you're looking to learn the latest and greatest in modern web development techniques, or you need Angular 2 training, then sign up today at angularclass.com.
1: Welcome back. Let's pick it up where we left off.
9: i got a question. In March, um, I tweeted about Angular 2 having a Dependency of React JS and and Rob tweeted back at me and said Angular two is just a wrapper
1: <laughs> for
9: React. <laughs> when did you guys move off of that? No, I'm just kidding. Why or did we? Why
2: did, we had a dependency? So I get see these are these are the weird tweets that I get because people like they look through our packages and they go, why do you have React dependency? It probably because, benchmarking. I think so. uh, it was
3: benchmarking. Yeah, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> uh, but I think the other reason might be is because of the React Native.
2: Uh, that's true, yeah. That's
3: uh, true. So we do know uh, React Native, the <laughs> library which exposes all of the uh, you know, iOS, Android uh, native stuff to JavaScript.
2: And so mm-hmm. we can render to React Native.
3: It's one of the targets
2: we have. And we should say, just like uh, as about React, right, that I think that uh, what React's done over the past years has been very, very interesting to watch. I think they've done really good work, and I think they've put forward some really good patterns, and I think that we'll continue to evolve on those. Um, I feel like our teams are both solving the same sort of very very hard problems on the web, right? And they come in and meet with us, and we go and meet with them. Um, and I think that we've learned a lot over the past what three years of building Angular, right? Three ish years now. I think that they've they've been a part of that. I think what React team is doing is amazing, and I think that we'll leapfrog them, and this will continue for the next twenty years of the web, probably. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we'll keep doing this. So.
9: That's awesome. Thanks, guys.
7: Olivia, you got anything else you want to ask, squeeze uh, in there?
5: I was just wondering where Brad was, because I still have his leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I would tell
6: you to bring it to Angular Connect to give it back, but unfortunately, Brad will not be with us at
9: Angular Connect
2: this That's year. He'll probably don't let you take it
1: on the plane, anyway. So. <laughs> it's kind of creepy,
7: but, like, <laughs> recently, like, cool. All right, well, let's do some picks really quick. I'm sure this will be pretty quick. Um, uh, I'll start. My uh, uh, my pick is the API stability for the win. Uh, we're pretty excited. This is finally here, and uh, we can start building and training and creating with this stuff. So, pretty exciting day.
9: Until I'm good at three.
1: <laughs>
9: <laughs> when is ASX coming? <laughs>
2: You know, like, I, I shouldn't even, even talk about this.
8: But, you, know. you should look at Patrick's troll. He he, he, he uh, mocked something out in GX.
2: That's, well, I did too. And I think yeah. it's something I would use, yeah. but I don't think that it's something that, that couldn't be done, right? And I, I don't think our team's going to build it, but I think that it could be done, right? And it, I said that in the issue. That somebody opened this up like two years ago, and I said, well, look, we're not going to do it, but if you want to do it, then, like, I'll tweet about it. You want to make it? I'll tweet about it. It's fine, but... Patrick did uh,
9: NGX, I think, is what he called it. He started it. I don't know how far along it's went, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I got a prototype working, and it's interesting. It doesn't work for my brain, but it's it's feasible. Each guy's <laughs> wheels turning. I know, I know. I was already <laughs> thinking about it. I,
3: I think uh, uh, off the top of my head, I, think the, 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 I don't know how we were played with AOT. That's the thing that I'm thinking about right now. Um, again, it comes down to... Being able to statically analyze everything, uh, so that you can reason about the whole thing. And anyways, off the topic.
7: Cool.
2: NGX. is not.
7: Olivia, you got a pick?
5: Yeah, my picks are Angular 2 and Angular Connect. So, I'm awesome. excited.
7: <laughs>
5: I, I've been using Angular 2 uh, for the past five months, I think, at work and um, we are releasing uh, our application really soon, so we are really glad, glad that it's finally released for good.
7: Awesome. Uh, anybody else have any picks, or are they all just Angular, too?
8: Well, I got one. Um, all right. Go ahead, Scott. I got, I got two picks. First pick is Interstellar. That movie still makes me cry. I listen to the soundtrack every day. It's just a great movie. If you've never seen it. Just watch the movie. That so, is a- you
3: know what, here's the thing I don't get about Interstellar, man. So, they're getting off the Earth, and they use, like, three boosters to get off, right? Like, there's a three-stage rocket where they're like, okay, they're losing a booster. And this is, like, totally physics. That's how you get off the Earth. But it turns out, Earth is, like, 60% of, like, what's possible to get off with chemical propulsion. Anyways, they go to this other planet where the, the, the gravity is massive, like this fucking black hole, right? And then they just uh, they, they just get off without any boosters.
2: I'm like, wait a minute, it doesn't happen. So when people ask me what is it like to work on the internet, <laughs> it's like that every day. This is what we do.
8: That's a plot so hole. That's, like, that's
6: a, that's a I, I was really, really, really sick with 104.5 fever, and they gave me these drugs, and I watched Interstellar, and apparently all I remember about the movie is at the end, I apparently said, if they pulled her through something, I'm going to write a letter to the people who made this thing. <laughs> but I never wrote the letter, and we're going to out out our room.
7: Oh no! That's right. all. See all you. Right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Bye. Right. See you. Bye.